Just like that. We're back. We're back. We made it. We made it all the way back to your screen or your ears or whatever the hell you're listening to us on. <laughs> we are Side After Dark. We are. I'm Dan Berg. I'm Seifer Graffiti. And we're also the Music Maniacs. And we're bringing the Music Maniacs podcast to you wherever you are because we love music and that's all we want to talk about. Everything is about music. So today... We are talking... About possibly... The voice of... The world. <laughs> uh-huh. Definitely of a century. I was going to say possibly the most famous American singer that's ever lived. Yeah. I feel like the only possible competition is like Elvis and Michael Jackson. Elvis, Michael Jackson, Billie Holiday, probably. So if you haven't figured it out yet, we are talking about Francis Albert Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Or as we know him, Francis Ford Sinatra. Frankie doing all the cool things with the voice. Uh-huh. All the legendary things that you could possibly do. Uh-huh. So this is the thing. So we're a band, right? We make music. Yeah. And all we want to do is talk about music. And that's why we did this. So this is going to be a really special topic because it's like the most known. I mean, how do you, there's no words to describe how great Frank Sinatra is. How cool the motherfucker was. I actually never heard of him before I started researching him. So. You're like, Frank who? Uh, yeah, I'll have to find, I mean, I found it all out just like two, three days ago. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're going to be talking we're going to be conversing. Mm-hmm. We want you to converse with us. So leave a comment. Say what you think. Say if you agree. Say if you disagree. Say if there's anything we missed. We appreciate it. And without further ado, let's talk about Frank Sinatra. So our boy Frank born in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yes, in 1915. 1915. So let's t- let's stop think about that for a second. Yeah. That is coming up on 110 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they actually did a PBS documentary on him when it would have been his 100th birthday in mm-hmm. 2015 and I could not believe it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz even when he got older he seemed still youthful and I was mm-hmm. like he would have been 100? Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like he just died. I know it is it is so crazy because we're talking about somebody that was born over 100 years ago and we're, this is a person that pretty much everyone on the planet still knows who he is. Mm-hmm. This is why I think he he might be the most famous. Mm-hmm. I want to say American singer or maybe just even singer mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean who doesn't know who this guy is? I said I didn't. Damn. Besides you. Okay. Everyone okay. else. Do okay. you guys know who, have you guys ever heard of him? Yeah. Let me know all about him. I, I swear. I, I don't know how this guy passed me by, but Yeah, you really you really had a glaring uh, hole in your music knowledge. Here. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea who this person was and I grew up here in New York too. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> well, it's not like you grew up in Hoboken. That would be crazy. Then I would know, right? Then you would know. Yeah, because it's like I'm in New York. It's not like he made songs about New York or anything yeah, like definitely that. Not. So yeah, it's like he would never do that. Okay. All right. Yeah, no one likes the city. Okay. Um so yeah, so Frank was born out in Hoboken so right off the bat he was scarred on his face because he was delivered from forceps yeah so we already had an interesting start to the world yeah 13 pound baby mama mia can I say it now (laughs) can I say it right now 13 pound baby Frank was they actually thought he was stillborn they tossed him to the side and just took care of his mother I'm not even lying here that's wild they they didn't toss him but they probably did it was 1915 so they tossed him and then it was just his grandmother that was like this baby's not dead so she went she's like beating him on the back and running cold water on him and then old blue eyes started to sing and there he <laughs> right there right yeah, there right then and there he said when in the I room. was two years old <laughs> 
It was a very good year. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was the only child mm-hmm. to his parents. So his mom was involved in like basically everything. Yeah, in Hoboken. She, she was like a runner. Like I'm just gonna call her a runner. She she did abortions. You know, she did some uh, midwifing. Mm-hmm. She was playing the slots. Like mm-hmm. she was gambling. She was everywhere. She was they, involved in politics. Exactly, exactly. They called her Dolly because she was so cute when she was little that she looked just like a doll. So that's what they called her. Serious. And there you go. I'm always joking on this, but I'm actually telling the truth. <laughs> Such outrageous stories, but they're actually the truth. Yeah, and it's well, it, it is. It'll come back later, but but she knew like everybody in Hoboken, mm-hmm. and that'll come up later in the story. Yeah. Um, and then his father was actually like the fire department captain. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty nice, Marty. Yeah, yeah decent. <laughs> yeah. So they actually had a decent amount of money growing up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when pretty much all of Frank's friends didn't really have yeah. any money. Frank was rich, and Dave was broke. But it's really interesting because since he was an only child, which back then was even way more rare. Yeah. He really had to learn how to fend for himself from mm-hmm. a pretty early age because yeah. his dad was always working. His mom was always running around doing fucking whatever. Yeah. So he was just kind of left to his own devices. Yeah. And it kind of I, it kind of makes sense when you like see him in his whole like style. It's like, yeah, he had to figure it out by himself. Yeah. Yeah. He grew up pretty tough. His mom was a little free hands too. One time she like threw him down the stairs and knocked him out like he got knocked out from that too. So he was a pretty tough kid. And mm-hmm. when he was out in the streets, yeah, definitely not afraid of fending for himself because it's like you know when you got a home life like like yeah. you do it's just like streets what street yeah and this is a guy that was never afraid of fighting anyone no no i heard a story that um he was walking down the street and someone called him a wop uh-oh that was like way bigger than him mm-hmm. and his friend was just like just just keep walking don't he's like no fucking way no way there's no way this guy's getting away with that <laughs> and he goes up and he gets his ass beat <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, but I bet he'll never call me a WAP again. Never and again. And then the same exact thing happened two days later, and he got his ass beat again by the same guy. That is so crazy. And, like, you know, he had a hot temper, Frank, and when he was, like, 11 years old, I heard that he was just looking at the scar on his ear, and he was upset about it, and he was really contemplating going to go beat up the doctor <laughs> that worked on his ear. And he actually went to the doctor's office. The doctor happened to not be there at the time, so Frank didn't get to beat him up. At 11. Wow. <laughs> so long story short, um, young Frank Sinatra loved to fight. Dude was all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of is what it is. He dropped out of school when he was like 15 or 16. Yeah. And that's kind of normal for those days. I would say that that was normal even up until like early 80s, late 70s. A lot of people were like, oh, I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to work. Yeah. And that was normal. Yeah. And um, he wanted to be a singer. I believe his his uncle got him a ukulele Mm -hmm. for his 15th birthday. And that was like his he was really into it. Yeah. And then, yeah, he dropped out of school. and He was like, I'm going to be a singer. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go to New York City and I'm going to be a singer. Yeah. Right. So he found a couple of guys to sing with. Right, and these guys were called what? Like they were three of them. They were, but they were called the four, four, the Hoboken four, the Hoboken four. And it was just three of them. Those guys used to beat him up sometimes too, because Frank, just in case you guys didn't know, was pretty good looking. He's a nice looking boy, so he would be singing out with those other guys and getting all the ladies and all the girls, and they would be pissed af. And sometimes they would beat him up. This is so interesting. Yeah, I don't think that's a good way to keep the band together. No, no. <laughs> So he knew he was better than all of them, though. And he knew he was the main attraction. So Frank most likely said, fuck these guys. I'm going to do this shit by myself. And that's most likely a quote. 
Like, I mean, I, I I would be disappointed if that wasn't a quote. <laughs> Do they know who I am? I'm Frank fucking Sinatra, okay? That's right. But, um, yeah, so, and then he went to the city and tried to make it by himself, and it didn't really work out the first time. No. He had he ran out of money, he ran out of food, he didn't have a place to stay. So we had to, like, crawl back to Hoboken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, his family was kind of like, you want to be a singer? Or what, you want to be a bum? Go be a bum on your own time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So he gets a job as a singing waiter mm. now. And he's... Just like, like Billie Holiday. Yeah. That's true. I just... Yeah. I just thought of that. They're twins. Mm. Um, so he gets a job as a singing waiter. Um, he's serving the food and singing. And somebody hears him sing. And it's like, I like this kid. <laughs> he's got something. He's got something that could take him 100 years into the future. So... He gets heard, and then he starts singing on his own. <laughs> yeah, so he was singing around, getting into a lot of things. Uh-huh. He met a nice girl named Nancy. Uh-huh. And they got married. Oh. And he was singing in a bar and was discovered by, I believe his name was Harry James, mm-hmm. a band leader, who was like, this guy's got it. <laughs> He's got something. I don't know what it is, they're but all, I like it. They're all talking in their transatlantic accents. Hey, this kid, this kid, I saw him. He's out from Jersey. He's got, he's got something, good, something good going on. I don't know. I think we should put some trust in him. Yeah, so he starts touring with them, which is cool because it's really his first time like touring, mm-hmm. you know, being like going to a lot of places and yeah. seeing a lot of things and really being outside of like jersey yeah <laughs> you know exactly and, you know that's always a good thing to expand your worldview and, and things like that but he was a little too good for that band <laughs> <laughs> that frank he had something because he basically got poached mm-hmm. by a way more famous band leader yes named tommy dorsey yeah yeah and yeah. this is kind of it's funny it's pretty funny the um like the story like him coming up it's this is kind of it's just like step by step i'm gonna do this until i get something better and then i'm gonna do this until i get something better and that's exactly how it went with him yeah like a lot of people want to do that but that's exactly what he did yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 that that should be the way for everybody damn it yeah but some of you don't know how to pay attention no i'm just kidding <laughs> But that that was another thing is um so now the other band was touring like um like at the East Coast or like Northeast. Yeah. Tommy Dorsey was doing the whole country. Yes, yes. So now he's going everywhere. He's he's seeing what Hollywood is like, you know, he's seeing the entire country, he's getting so much more experience and he's getting a lot more notoriety. Yeah, and he's really becoming a, a teen sensation mm-hmm. now. You know, um his voice is great. He's got it's weird, he's got the face of an older man, the body of a teenager, and you know, the credentials to say that he's a teenager teenager but his voice and his face are just like 30 years older than he is that is true that is funny when you say it he had the body of a teenager and the face of an old man (laughs) but in a good way yeah in a good way that was always strange for me those blue eyes now i'm like looking at research and now it looks normal when i was a kid and i used to see him when he was young it was Mm. weird for me because like i saw him as an old man in like time and then he was like it was like he had the same face, but right. they put the face on different hair and a different body. Like right. the, what they did in Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it was like. I think of uh, his mugshot really stand out to me mm-hmm. about that. Like what, what, he got arrested for committing adultery or some shit. Yes. <laughs> oh his my mug gosh. Shot, he looks in his face. He looks like he's probably 40. Yeah. But you could tell that he's young. Right. You know what I mean? That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to the arrest. We'll right? get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So um, Dorsey. So, so Dorsey, he was getting a lot bigger with Tommy Dorsey, and they even 
showed up in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Ship Ahoy, I believe. Yep, Ships Ahoy. That's his first one, and that's crazy because that one is a huge one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's you know basically the front man mm-hmm. of this group. So cl- obviously the camera's on him. Yeah, and the camera kind of likes old Frankie boy. Yep, yep. You know. Uh, people people also like looking at old Frankie boy. Yeah, yeah. So after that, after they showed up in that movie, it's like it kind of... Yeah. You know what I mean? Skyrockets him into fame. But like while he's going through his like trajectory and stuff like that, there's a little underlying thing. You know, his last name ends with a vowel and people are like, I don't know. Um, this guy seems pretty close to his roots. Is he kind of mob related? We don't know. We're Is not he sure. friends with the mob? We're not sure. I do want to say he and Lucky Luciano are about the same age. Their families are from the exact village in Italy. Okay. And they came over here around the same time. And they did meet with each other on a couple occasions. They may Frank, have met with each other a few right? times. Frank and Charles. So you guys, you figure it out. You can you can connect the dots. <laughs> I believe in you guys. But um, yeah. So he's getting bigger, especially after they made that that movie appearance. Yep. Because you know, back in the day, there's only so many movies coming out. You you don't stay you don't stay home and watch TV. You go out to the movie. That's yes. the only way you're gonna see it. Yeah. So so many people would see you by having that one appearance in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so here it comes. He's getting bigger and bigger. It's time to switch things up again. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, Tommy." Hey, <laughs> hey, Mr. Dorsey, this has been cool and all, but uh, I'm clearly the star here, so I'm going to do my own thing, okay? Is that what, cool with you? How did, what was the lingo back there? I got to skate. I got to skip town, okay? <laughs> and, um, and Tommy Dorsey was pissed. Hell yeah, because that's his golden goose. That's his golden goose, and he's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm still getting a third of your money. All right. Until uh, certain friends of Frank get involved with that. They they had a talk with uh, Tommy. They had a certain talk. They might have made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. There may have been some cement shoes involved. Mm-hmm. Or at mm-hmm. least a threat of cement. Yeah. So they had to let Frank go. Yes. <laughs> Frank got out of the contract. That's uh-huh. all we're going to say. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he goes solo after that. Yeah. And he made his solo debut on his 27th birthday. He did. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I did, I actually did not know that until recently. No, I didn't know that either. No, that he made that solo debut. And that's crazy. I yeah. Think. And from that, I mean, literally from that first show, like, it's it's becoming a sensation. It's mm-hmm. becoming... I don't know why they called them teeny boppers. I get They're teenagers and they're bopping around. I guess so. It just seems like a goofy kind of word. Yeah, because the bop is... That's... Uh, part of their musical culture back then right yeah. who put the bop in the bop shabop whatever and then there's the big bopper up, boop, the, boop. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that used to be on the thing and then um oh that's at the hop that Never was mind. later right yeah yeah that was like the 50s i think that's like the 50s yeah he so, died in the plane crash with buddy holly right yes big bopper mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's like part of the teen lingo ish kind of kind of yeah so basically he was like the every teenage girl's fantasy he was like it was like beetle like the original Beatlemania. yeah like every he just can't even walk down the street without people screaming and he at the show his girls ah this is the whole like he invented that like yeah. that didn't happen before frank sinatra and when that happened they did a whole bunch of case studies because it was extremely abnormal like even nancy sinatra was like that was like almost like inhuman yeah. the way that the girls would just scream like that that's not healthy girls and um (laughs) i don't know why our culture is like that to do that to celebrities or to people that you know we hear singing and stuff like that it is kind of odd if i saw frank sinatra on the street i'd scream i would not scream (laughs) 
I'd say, oh, that's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Frank, I love you so much. He's like, get the fuck away from me. I, when I was 12, I did scream when I saw somebody at the mall that that was a singer. That was like an R&B singer. I did. Like, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I still think it's abnormal. Though. Guilty. I, I did. They thought I was crazy. Like, but, um. Yeah, so they're all screaming and stuff, and they're doing case studies about American girls. Is like, why are they acting why like are this? They so insane. This is, is like a big deal. So I mean, Frank started it. It's now normalized, but that was crazy back then. Yeah, I mean, no one had ever seen anything like that before. Mm-mm. Um, at Frank's first show, mm-hmm. the manager of the Paramount Theater was there. Yes. And he went up to a musician that was pretty well known at the time, mm-hmm. named Benny Goodman. Yes. And you said, hey, Benny, how would you like to play a show with Frank Sinatra? And you know what Benny said? <laughs> Who the hell is Frank Sinatra? <laughs> and after that moment, Frank made a pact to himself. And he said, nobody will ever not know who I am again. <laughs> and it happened. It happened. Oh, my gosh. But think about it, though. Benny Goodman is huge at yeah. that time. You He's know? The, the king of swing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, well, Frank not only became the big singer, but he became the big movie actor. Like, I mean, that just like put him on a trajectory where it's like he couldn't go any further. And he kind of did kind of hit a bit of a plateau. Well, I would say it even he even hit a bit of a valley yeah like a nosedive because what well there was a lot of things that were happening like so he got really successful in the early 40s mm-hmm. um during world war ii mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that happened that made the public kind of not like him so much around this time yeah frank was a bit of a communist at, at a, well in the beginning he was he was always very um vocal about certain things like in the beginning mm-hmm. with the movie pictures he was talking about how the corporations were coming into the movies and that was making it unfair for the actual movie makers so he's mm-hmm. very vocal about that he hated fdr's new deal like sending out all this like social security and all that stuff like that he had a big problem with that and then it came around to the 40s and the 50s with the witch hunt and the mccarthy trials and mm-hmm. stuff like that and frank was like i'm a witch no i'm just kidding and also he didn't support segregation so that makes him a communist apparently exactly that's what they, that's what people were saying <laughs> that's literally what they were saying mm-hmm. but also they were pissing him because he wasn't in the war yeah and they were like well look at this fucking we're over here dying for our country and this guy's just over here singing and all of our women are going crazy what's this fucking draft dodger doing exactly. you know what i mean so people were starting to hate on him because of that yeah but then he tried to join the army but they couldn't because didn't he have some kind of like foot he had the problem with his ear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't go in. So he could only do like... He had a, a burst uh, eardrum, right? From the yeah. forceps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is crazy. Can we say how crazy it is that this guy had only one eardrum? Yeah. And he's and the was most a singer. famous singer ever? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. But yeah, so he had to... He did something in the army which was like really minimal. I think it was just like taking pictures or something like yeah. that. But he had to shut a lot of people up because they were telling him he wasn't going to war and stuff. And mm. He was like, look, man, I know you're fighting Italy. I know you're mad and I know I'm Italian, but... I can't fight my own people. Exactly. <laughs> and I sing real nice. Send me to the Pacific. Um, yeah, so... Well, there was that, and then there was also, at this point, he was having a very public affair with Ava Gardner. Yes, and I I mean, they say that he and Ava Gardner was married, but did he ever divorce Nancy Sinatra? He did. Okay, he did. all right, all right. Yeah. I swear he was married to both of them at the same time. He literally, well, so, the, so obviously, when he was getting big, like, Nancy knew that he was, you know, fooling around a little bit, mm-hmm. and he was kind of like, whatever, they still had, like, three kids yeah. after this time, 
And but then the thing with Ava is like it was like literally like in the press all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like you can't really ignore this shit. Right. And now that all this controversy is happening, his career is taking a bit of a dip. Yeah, people so she, sided with Nancy. Yeah. yeah. And so Nancy, I believe, divorced him. Okay. And then him and Ava married like that same year or something, like really quick. So yeah. like the timeline is like I totally see why you would like think that. Because yeah. it's like the timeline is like this. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I swear that he was just still married and just fooling around with Ava Gardner. But um, whatchamacallit, that was a tumultuous relationship. Yes. Really, really crazy. Frank um, did not really, like, want to let Ava go. Sometimes he threatened he would commit suicide if they broke up. It was pretty unhealthy. Um, ugh. They were two firecrackers, basically. Yeah, he was very hot-tempered. And so was she. Yes. And that's not necessarily a good mix for a stable, loving relationship. No, no. Toxic Okay, and they're not a good. Bit toxic. A little bit, but what a beautiful looking couple. Though. That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll give them that. Well, it, you know, you don't get to be in the movies for nothing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Shout out to Ava. Shout out to Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, you good looking people. You, <laughs> you devils, you. <laughs> um, yeah, so he his career was going down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what actually brought him up was a movie mm-hmm. that I actually haven't seen. Have you seen From Here to Eternity? No. I haven't either. I wanted to watch it before this, but I just didn't have enough time. But apparently, apparently he saw this role somewhere, like somebody he knew said something about it, and he was like, "You don't understand. I am this character." <laughs> it was so, I, I, I like I, I really wish I saw the movie so I could talk more about it. Sorry, I'm just talking bullshit right now. But I know that that is what brought him back to prominence because he won an Oscar for it. Yes, for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Yeah, pretty yeah. wild. I mean, so he's, now he's a good actor, I would say. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't his only movie role. He no. did. He did a lot of movies. Tons of movies. And that obviously helped him, you know, regain his star status and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's important, I feel like this is really important to say, like, in his story. Like, when you're talking about, like, the pre-downfall Sinatra, the songs are all just very, like, lovey and, like, very, like, pretty much very happy. Yeah. And, like, kind of surface level type stuff. Yeah. But, like, after he had the, the dip and then, you know... he. His wife divorced him and his career isn't going well and blah, blah, blah. And he kind of crawled his way back and he fought his way back. I feel like listening to the music after that, you hear a lot more humility in it. Yeah. Like you, he's more of a deep person. Like you can tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that's really cool that you can, I think you can really notice. Yeah. 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 That's probably why he went to the director like that for the movie role. It was just like, he had a real good, like self-awareness moment. Yeah. And was like. I can do this a different way, probably. I think. I, I think, understand. You know what I mean? I know what I've been doing wrong. So, yeah. Um, I love his later music. I find his earlier music is cool, but he's doing a bunch of jazz covers mm-hmm. that everybody does, Night and Day, and all these other songs. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, woo, that's cool. But the later music is is the best. Um, his image kind of changed. Mm-hmm. You know, he was more like a crooner. He puts the hat on, and just like Frosty, that is when the magic happens. That's right. So let's take a let's take a second to talk about why he's so good mm-hmm. and why he's so memorable, even mm-hmm. over a hundred years after he's been born. Mm-hmm. It's not only the the complete vocal control that he had and the 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 smoothness of his, of you know whatever he's a baritone, yeah, and the smoothness of the baritone. But it's also something that we've we've talked about all the time. The thing that stands out to me the most about him is his phrasing yeah his phrasing is amazing and i didn't mean to rhyme that 
but because this is the thing like we talked about this many times like he never sings on the beat where you think he's gonna sing on the beat right and it's one thing hearing on the recordings and i didn't really understand what that was until i tried to sing along to sinatra recordings Mm -hmm. and every time i started the line i was just a little bit off i was a little before him or i was a little bit after him it was really hard to start and stop exactly when he did Mm -hmm. but then the other thing is i watched live videos of him and it's even crazier what he would do live. It, like I would literally, there's been videos that I've seen of him singing live, where I'm listening to the measure, and I know what the line is, and it'll start the measure, and he'll wait so long to start the line. Like he'll have such a long pause that in my head I'm like, how is he gonna fit this in before the next line? Like this is crazy. But he always does it, and he it doesn't even seem like he's forcing it. Yeah, it just seems so natural. I love the beauty of Frank Sinatra's voice. Uh, two things I think are really great about his voice is, one, when he sings, um, everybody in the crowd feels like he's speaking to, singing to them specifically. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that. And then also, he always sings like he's talking to you. So that's the right. that's part of the phrasing. It's like, you know, when somebody's going to tell you a story or starts with a conversation, you don't know exactly when they're going to start. Mm-hmm. You know, they take a breath or they wait or they roll their eyes or something like that. And it's like, that's what he's doing with the music. Right. He's taking his moment and then he's going to say it not like a song, but say it like a person's telling you a story. Right. It's the best part. And that I think it also has to do with kind of the technology of a day because mm-hmm. now that you have better microphones now. Because mm-hmm. like back in the day, like singing before a microphone is screaming, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if you had to sing before a microphone, like if you're an opera singer, it's just you're at the top of your lungs. Like how, how loud can you do it? Right. But now you find yourself in a situation where you're in, you know, a recording studio or you know, radio booth or whatever, and you have this microphone right here in your face. So you don't have to yell you can be a little more like tender with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now <laughs> the end is near. <laughs> That's He's not yelling that. Right. You know what I mean? So I think this the technology of the time allowed a little more nuance than before. Mm-hmm. And I think he really excelled at that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Other singing tips from Frank Sinatra. When you're singing, you don't just blow it out of your throat. You got to blow it out your butt. Yeah. You got to pull up from really low and blow it out from there. You need to start low and bring the breath all the way up through your body and out through your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. And his, his breath control, like he used to, um, there was like some, um, like, oh, damn, I'm blanking now. It was like um, a saxophone or something that I really loved that he tried to like emulate like when he was taking breaths, like things like that of like really getting like the breath control down. That's cool. Which is also crazy that um, this is a person that couldn't read music. Mm-hmm. But he, he had just the most noticeable and the most memorable voice ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard that he used to love to watch Billie Holiday sing. And mm-hmm. he used to want to emulate her sometimes in a way as well. The different ways that she sang. And it's like now that I hear her voice in my head as I'm talking, they yeah. are quite similar, the mm-hmm. two of them. Right? They're telling you a story and it's not necessarily sing-songy. Right. But it's coming out like conversation. Yeah. And that's really nice. And you can tell like um in the style in his singing style how big of a jazz fan that he is and how he comes from like a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Because it's like like I was talking before about like the pauses. And it kind of makes me think of like like a Miles Davis thing of like it's more important what you don't play. Right. I feel like Frank was doing kind of the vocal version of that. Yeah. Like he would wait he would let the pause or he would he would wait 
until starting the line. Then after he still paused after the line, so it sinks in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not just throwing notes and crazy runs all over the place. I've right. never heard him do a crazy run. No. You know what I Go mean? Ahead. Doobie doobie <laughs> doo. Do 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 do. That's the most running. La da da da. Da 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 da. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's the man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, um, bubbles, bangles, and beads. He goes, um, bubbles, bangles, see how they jing, jing, ling, uh, mm-hmm. like that. That's so cool. How yeah, he does yeah. that, right? Like, it's like, you're like floating kind of with him. You don't know exactly where he's going to drop. And he's like, bubbles, bangles, right. and beads. Yeah. And it just goes away. I feel like he almost was doing that at some point just to like have fun with the audience. Oh, like, man. Think about, you think about like uh, Fly Me to the Moon. Think about how it ends. I love do, 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 do you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would expect it. Like your ear wants you to be like, I love you. Like that's that's where like a basic understanding of like singing or like phrasing would be. Mm-hmm. But he just completely does not do that. He's yeah. like, what is the most opposite of that I could do? Yeah. Let me put like a whole measure in between the line and the last word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What a great. They don't make them like they used to. They don't. They don't. Damn. All right. Let's go down. I need the more line. friends from Hoboken. I know. We need uh we need those guys. We need Frankie Valley. We need all those guys to come over. Are they from out. Hoboken too? They're from Jersey. I think Jersey from, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But up that side, uh, Bergen County, I like to call. We're just it. gonna go with the that that they are from. That Hoboken. they all know each other. Okay. Yeah. Joe Pesci, Frankie Valley, and Frank Sinatra all used to hang out and eat hot dogs. And Joey Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bergen County. So Frank, <laughs> you know things are going way better with the career. Mm-hmm. Not so much in the personal life. The right. the whole back and forth with Ava it, uh, got a little too much. Yeah, they divorced. Yes, in 1957, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's still pumping out movies. I remember like Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, which was is a big an excellent one. one. Yeah, uh, there's uh, other big movie roles that he had that I just can't think of off the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but MGM he, loved him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a good uh, good contract with them. <laughs> um, but he kind of got bored with doing movies. Mm-hmm. And he needed kind of a new outlet, mm-hmm. more or less. Mm-hmm. So it's for, I don't really know how this came about exactly. Well, actually, you know what? I think I do. All right. Because he has a few, like we mentioned before, he has a few friends that are maybe some unsavory characters. Mm-hmm. And during this time, these unsavory characters were trying to make a new tourist attraction. Yes. In the middle of the fucking desert. Yes. Why not? Which sounds terrible mm-hmm. when you just say it like that. <laughs> it really doesn't sound like a good time. But we're talking about Las Vegas, obviously. Yes. And before Frank, Las Vegas was kind of just like a seedy little town mm-hmm. off the highway mm-hmm. where it's like you go there, you can gamble. It wasn't like a show. Right. It wasn't like, oh, there's events happening. You know, it, it was just kind of like, um, you know, a place to go do degenerate shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Frank and his boys, a.k.a. the Rat Pack. Uh-huh. They made that shit a show. Yeah. They said, we're going to go out to Vegas. We're going to perform. And you guys are going to like it. So they made it a real tourist attraction. The mobsters, the teamsters really built up Vegas. Mm-hmm. They did put a lot of their um, bets. I mean, sorry, their gambling casinos and stuff. Took a lot of stuff from the street, put it into felted tables and decided to <laughs> lacquer up some dice. And they went out to Vegas and Vegas became a really big attraction for mm-hmm. um, big band playing music, jazz style music, people that wanted to take vacations mm-hmm. and not seem like they're degenerates <laughs> we're just going for the shows exactly yeah but basically i mean i'm sure vegas would have got you know it would have became a big attraction at some point 
But them being there, the Rat Pack, I mean, I don't even... So, obviously, there's Sammy Davis Jr., there's there's um, there's Dean Martin. Dean Martin. There's the two guys, I can never remember their name. Mm-mm. But I'll, we'll put it up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were there, they really transformed the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, if they didn't do that at that time, the history of Las Vegas would have been completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, they really made it a show. Yeah. And their shows were great shows because it wasn't just people singing on stage and then they're saying goodnight, I'm going to go home. It wasn't dance routines or anything. It was like an actual banter between four guys on the stage, four or five guys. They'll involve the audience. Mm -hmm. You know, you can actually feel like you're talking to Frank Sinatra or you're talking to Sammy Davis Jr. as they, you know, stand up on stage and look all regal and important and stuff. Like, it's insane. It's like, you're you're all part of this. We're all in this together. They're, They're having their little drinks on stage. Yeah. I heard a lot of times that it was apple juice for Dean for Dean yeah okay I think Frank was really drinking <laughs> but but I, I don't know correct me if I'm wrong I did hear that that Dean Martin wasn't actually drinking though a lot of the time that yeah. was just the, that was the shtick yeah hey we're gonna come out and play some songs for you guys hey I yeah. love it I love the comedy of it like watching those shows was really exciting you, they get on stage and they're like hey how long have I been on and that's like <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, things... I mean, at this point, Sinatra's already a legend, basically. Yes. And, you know, things keep happening with him as far as his personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we talk about his next wife, or should we talk about his son first? Let's talk about Frank Jr. So, Frank Jr. was kidnapped. Yeah. But actually, before we even get into this, let me just say something. I never really like it when people name their sons, like, Jr., Uh because I feel like it's not really fair. Yeah. Especially if you're like you're someone that's done a lot with your life, mm-hmm. I feel like being Frank Sinatra Jr. would kind of suck. Yeah, like not obviously like you know he grew up pretty well off, so that's nice. But like you have to live your life, your whole life in your dad's shadow, no matter what, and you're never gonna be your dad. No, nobody's no. your dad. No, you know what I mean? Like I that that's not I don't know. I I always feel weird about that. Yeah, he sang a little bit, but then he also did other things. Last time I remember seeing his face, he was on The Sopranos. He's in a gambling game at the Panthers Sopranos, looking like his dad in his old age, which seemed weird to yeah. me because it's like that means his dad is definitely would have been a hundred. Yeah. If you see Frank Sinatra Jr. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, he was kidnapped. Yeah. For a ransom yes. of Two hundred forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which back in the day, it's. Uh, I mean, that's a lot now, obviously, but yeah. back in the day, it's a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably worth a, at least a million now, right? Yeah. Somewhere up there. Somewhere up there. Eight hundred fifty-four thousand six hundred seventy-five. And ninety-nine cents. Uh huh. But yeah, so they straight up kidnapped his kid mm-hmm. because they know Frank Sinatra's got money. Yes. But what they should have thought about is that they should have known that he's connected with the mafia. <laughs> yeah, and everybody knows where you're at when you're connected yeah. with the mafia. I feel like that just wasn't a good idea. <laughs> like, how did you think this was going to go? If I were Frank, they call you up. They, they're like, we got your kid. We're holding for a ransom. This is where Frank goes. Keep them. <laughs> See what you get. That's what he said. <laughs> but here's the other thing. So this all goes back to the mob. Yeah. So at this point, the president is a Mr. John F. Kennedy. Yes. Who was also involved with some of these people. Yeah, and they felt that Frank kind of helped get him in the White House, didn't mm-hmm. he? Because he made a whole jingle jangle, <laughs> high hopes, right? Yeah. And um, and that helped the the Teamsters get kennedy in office because they thought that kennedy was going to side with them right. over a couple of things team story and he might have if it wasn't for his brother robert who yeah was very against the mafia who was the big old da at that time imagine yes. them arguing bobby 
I'm trying to get this deal done. And he's like, you keep sticking your nose in our business. Let me do my thing. I know that you appointed me, but let me do my thing. Okay. So, but here's the thing. This is why I'm getting back to that. So he was friends with these mafia people that were also friends with the president. Mm -hmm. So his son gets kidnapped and he basically reaches out to the president and was like, yo, could you get the FBI on this like ASAP? Exactly. And they got him back within like a couple of days. Yeah. And they got like all the money back. Exactly. They got him back tonight. Yeah, it's like, it's funny, like, I I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're somebody that's going to kidnap someone, you're probably a little desperate. But I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, how did you think that was going to go well? Like, it's just not a good idea. It's so weird to just, like, get into the mind of a criminal. It's just like, especially someone that's going to kidnap Frank Sinatra's kid. It's just like, where are you going to go in this country? Because it's obviously, you only have the money to stay in this country. Right. You know, where, where would you possibly go? I don't know. That's just that's that whole story is just so crazy to me. I'm yeah. like, how did you think this was gonna end up? <laughs> but whatever. So they got him back. Yes. And then Frank's like, you know what? I haven't been married for long enough, so I think I need a new wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so he married another actress. Yes. Named Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. who was like 20 at the time. Yeah. And he was like 50 something. Yeah. There's like 30 years difference between them. Yeah. And foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> So not only is there a huge age difference, but just like their general like life philosophies are completely different, Frank. <laughs> completely like, different. I don't even see that making sense. Like I could see why he would date somebody that's 30 years younger than he is, but she, well, I could date I could see why she would date somebody that's like 30 years older than Who's she is. Who's also a legend in Hollywood. And is yeah. a beautiful man. Yeah, you know, but it's just like talking with each other i'm sure he's like a world traveler and everything like that but like ph- philosophically yeah i can't see her seeing him as like the type oh, person to have match. a conversation with yeah. over and over again yeah so they were married for like 14 months mm-hmm. 14 16 months yeah shocker <laughs> um yeah so then that happened well, should we talk about um elvis a little bit a little bit but uh, eh, a little yeah. bit about elvis frank hated elvis <laughs> He ain't no king. Well, rock and roll was kind of coming for the throne, and it was spearheaded by a man named Elvis. Yeah. So Frank might not have been too happy about that. But when Elvis went to the army, he came back, and him and Frank did sing together on TV. They did. And that was a, that's a nice little fun video. That is. And Guys, their voices sound great together. They do. Let me hear your votes. Who's better looking, Frank or Elvis? Well, what year? <laughs> hey, it- heyday years. Heyday years. My vote? Yeah. Honestly, probably Elvis. Yeah, I'm voting for Elvis. <laughs> but it's those eyelashes. You can't, you you can't. Emotional. Once a guy's got really nice eyelashes, it's over for all the other. Yeah, guys. but it's funny. We were talking about that. I'm like, that makes sense because I feel like when you think about this period of the 20th century of like the biggest stars in music, yeah. all the big people hated the next biggest person. Yeah. Right, because Elvis was hated on by Frank for a while, mm-hmm. and then Elvis fucking hated the Beatles when yeah. they came about. He was like, what? All these girls, they used to cheer like that for me. What's this? These guys, they, they, don't, they talk all funny and shit, and then look look at this. Look I'm the in king. the mirror, Elvis. I'm the king, okay? Did you forget? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I just think it's funny how that happens. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, Passing the torch. They don't do it too nicely. But I think the Beatles were cool with Zeppelin, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, they had to be. I they just felt like they had to be. I mean, yeah, you have no choice. It's like once a guy grows his hair out and rips his shirt open, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and also the Beatles weren't even around then. So it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? But anyway, now we're getting totally off topic. Uh, <laughs> off topic. So Frank, at this point, 
like we were saying before, he's already a total legend. Yeah. I mean, he's won Oscars. He's sold so many albums. He's had so many amazing songs. Mm-hmm. He's, he's sold out the garden. He sold out the garden many, many times. Many times. So at this point, he's just like, what do, what do I even do now? Yeah. I've been everywhere. I've been to Radio City. I've been to Carnegie. I've been to the garden. Where That's else right. do I go? The Paramount, MGM. That's right. <laughs> so he's like, I think I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to, you know, sit on a beach and just relax with my thoughts and not have to deal with all these commitments and yeah. blah, 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 blah. That didn't last very long. No, no, no. I feel like Frank Sinatra was like, I'm still living. Damn, I still got more to go. So let me do it. Yeah, no, he's the kind of guy you can't he can't just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so he took like three years off, which is solid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're Frank Sinatra. You don't have to worry about money. Right. You don't have to worry about anything. Anywhere you go, everyone loves you. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, I'm just spend three years and basically just like enjoy everything that I've worked for. Yeah. But eventually he came back. And he came back with a vengeance because mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? I took three years off. I'm touring everywhere. Yeah. I'm going everywhere I could possibly can. Uh, and at this point, I mean, this is our, he already came out with like My Way, which yeah. is like his like signature song. One right. of them. So it's like song. he's still putting out amazing music the whole time that he's putting out music. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's no reason to not give the people what they want. <laughs> we want Frank. We want Frank. <laughs> we want Frank. And Frank, he did it. Yeah. And he was just. How did he do it? Your way or his way. All right. No other way. <laughs> and he was just, I mean, it's just crazy when you think about it. He really was just on top really until we died. I mean, when he got, you know, a little older, obviously, you know, there's health problems, especially mm-hmm. when you're smoking and drinking your whole life and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So obviously at, towards the end, he wasn't, you know, a star as, as he was. Yeah. But at first, the rest of his life, it's like, this is. This is the king of America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is a legend. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows who this is. Exactly. I love the different hairstyles of Frank Sinatra. I love the wispy teenage cut. I love the pushback. And I love the little gray Caesar that he came with Mm. when he got into his older age. It was a Caesar haircut. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) He's got a shout out to the Romans. That's his ancestry. (laughs) (laughs) The Avengers of Olive Oil. Um... Yeah, it, fun fact. Well, this isn't really. I don't know if this is a fun fact, but I read about this recently. Apparently, he died during the series finale of Seinfeld, <laughs> like as the episode was on. Yeah. So nobody knew that he had died until like after. Oh man. I don't know why I just thought that was so crazy. Because I think in my head, like you think of Frank Sinatra, you think of like you know mid twentieth century, you think of you know. 40s to 60s really is like the heyday Mm -hmm. so it's weird thinking of that and seinfeld happening at the same time that just sounds like a seinfeld episode though (laughs) you know jerry finishes rapping at some show he's done and and there somebody's like hey frank sinatra it's like oh we're about to put the finale on tv on nbc right now yeah frank sinatra just died oh yeah boom 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 yeah boom 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 um (laughs) or like he gets stuck in the traffic or he's on the way to a show and, and Jerry gets stuck in this traffic. And he's like, what's all this fucking traffic? He's like, oh, it's the funeral procession for Frank Sinatra. <laughs> he's like, oh, but I got a show, but I love Frank, but I got to go to the show. I'm going to pick the show. <laughs> Sounds like an episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I like to think about like Frank sitting and writing music. Like, let's say something like My Way. Like, that's so truthful. But that's the thing is he didn't even write it. Right. He did Paul not. Paul Anka wrote that song. Paul Anka wrote the song. And it's like, but when you think about it, the way he sings it, it's like, it's really truthful. 
Well, that's another... Well, talking again about why he's so amazing. That's another gift that he had is like, he didn't write any of these songs. None of the, right, right. Yeah, correct. I'm correcting myself. Right. I like to think about... <laughs> I'm singing these songs. He did not write his songs because like, you know, with singers, like your proof is in your actual instrument, your mm-hmm. voice. So anybody can write your songs. You're not a rapper, so you don't have to write your voice, <laughs> your words down. And you don't have to prove yourself with your instrument playing it, you know, right. so it's your vocal instrument. But I just love to think about him thinking about the songs and how they translate to his life. Right. Like something like My Way and then something like New York, New York. Mm. Like you can feel that and you can read his story and you can actually see that that's all true. Yeah. Like, And know. that makes me think too, like I'm, I'm really just thinking about that now. I'm like, did he only, was he just super gifted at making songs his own or did he only accept songs that he knew he would connect with? Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm going to go with the latter. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Fun fact, um, there's a song by a band in Chicago mm-hmm. called Color My World that Frank wanted to cover, but he said to the writer, James Pankow, mm-hmm. I want to cover this song, but it needs another verse. And James was like, nah, <laughs> not doing it, which is so wild to me. If Frank Sinatra came up and was like, I want to sing one of your songs, but it needs another verse, I'd be like, I'll write you a verse in, in five minutes. Frank, please sing my song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But by that time, Chicago was already, like, kind of stapled in. Yeah, but still, it's it's just wild. Like, (laughs) Frank Sinatra calls you, hey, I want to sing this song. Can you just write a little bit more? No. And James is like, I'm packed the house pan cow. You don't know me? You don't know me. And guys, we've talked about a lot of artists like Billie Holiday and Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, Check out our podcasts on those people, too. Yeah, but um, as far as Frank goes, I mean, like we said before, he's he's an absolute icon. I mean, I don't... I feel like you could go pretty much anywhere in the world to this day and they would know who Frank Sinatra is. I think so too. I don't like that the only shirt they have of him is the arrest record shirt, even though that's a cool <laughs> shirt. And we didn't even really talk about why he got uh, why he got arrested. So he's like parked, right? You guys know that term? So he's parked with a lady who happens to be married and she's well known in her town. So the police show up. And they knock on the window and they're like, what kids, what are you kids doing down there? And she starts screaming that she's being raped immediately, right? Because she doesn't want the embarrassment of fooling around with this 20 year old kid. I think he was 20 at that time. He's really young. Something like that. Yeah. So she doesn't want that embarrassment. So she starts screaming rape right away. So they arrest Frank right away and put him away. And it's so funny because none of this stuff will get you arrested now, but (laughs) rape. (laughs) No. Oh, (laughs) wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? They got him for, like, adultery. Oh, like the actual charge. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was wasn't like, raping that lady. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fooling around parking with a lady, a married lady in a car will not get you arrested now. I think, technically, if you're naked in the car, you could still be arrested for indecent, indecent exposure. exposure. Yes, you yeah. definitely can. And there are definitely city limit spots, like in Rockland County and stuff, where you can park. But you're not allowed to fool around in there, because you yeah. could get in trouble for that. But anyway... Frank got out of jail. Uh huh. And he continued to make amazing music. Yeah. That we listen to to this day. Today. And I literally, I was just telling Sifa right before, I was on the subway on the way here today. And I literally, on the way to record this podcast, I walked by someone playing my way on the violin in the train station. Insane. And I'm like, this is, this guy, his fingerprints are everywhere, especially in New York City. Yeah, absolutely. And like when we decided we were going to do the, podcast when i got home somebody was singing karaoke my way just the same day so it's like frank is everywhere yeah and it's just like another thing like um i was just listening to a lot of frank 
obviously preparing for this and i kind of just forget how many songs he has mm-hmm. that are super known it's too many to mention it's like, it's way too many to mention mm-hmm. like if we went through like every single year can you think about somebody born in 1915 what they saw in life and then he lived until the 80s it's just like 90s i mean he's yeah and he saw wars he saw like so many different civil unrests and so many different things. wars both hot and cold <laughs> what's the hot war imagine (laughs) the hot war there's a lot of heat you know what i mean the hot wars in the caribbean (laughs) it was panama it was noriega the hot wars in japan (laughs) Um, too much um wasabi yeah but uh i don't know i don't know i don't know what else to say about frank i feel like it's i feel like this has actually been relatively short Mm -hmm. but he everyone knows frank he's the best Mm -hmm. there's a reason that you guys want to watch something about frank there's a reason you want to hear about Frank because mm-hmm. he's he might be in the running unofficially unofficial title he might be in the running for coolest motherfucker that's ever lived <laughs> like Frank Sinatra Jimi Hendrix I I think Sammy's cooler than Frank Sammy no. <laughs> Sammy Davis yeah Junior mm-hmm. um it's a short list though yeah it is yeah. you know what I mean yeah 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 but he's up there uh-huh. <laughs> and I I don't think he'll be forgotten. No. Can we make an honorable mention to Nancy Sinatra Jr., another junior? Um, for, the, for the music? Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. I love that song. My mom hated that song. She was like, yeah, my yeah. mom's like, that's the dumbest song. And when it came out, I couldn't stand it. I was like, I love this song. Yeah. It's got a great bass line. That's true. Mm-hmm. She had some other good songs, too. Yeah. Like, um, I shot my baby down. Yeah. I think that was her first. Bang, and bang. Then, bang, bang. And then... Her dad covered that song? I can't. I don't remember the order. Her dad did do that because I can hear his voice doing it in my head. I just don't remember who did it first. Oh, um, I'm going to say... Um, Tell us in the comments, people. I'm going to say Frank because he was born first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was older, so he did everything first. <laughs> this is how it works. Yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to uh, Kill Bill because that's oh. how I know that song. Aw. Yeah. But Frank will live on forever. Mm-hmm. As long as people can listen to recorded music, Yeah. people are going to be listening to Frank Sinatra. Absolutely. And that's just is what it is. I don't have I have nothing else to say. So we will end by saying thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Yep. We hope you love Frank as much as we do. Yeah. Uh, like we said before, this is a conversation between two of us here, but it's also a conversation between everybody watching. So mm-hmm. anything that you want to say, if you think we got something wrong, if you disagree with anything we're saying, if you think we should have added more, definitely tell us. We we always want to increase our musical knowledge. So we yeah. really appreciate, you know, you taking the time. Uh, and that's pretty much it. If you like the podcast, check us out, patreon.com slash music maniacs to support us so we can keep making more episodes and make, you know, better content, get better cameras and equipment and all that good stuff. I want and a Rolls Royce. We're going to... Okay, guys. <laughs> I want to do the podcast in a Rolls. I was going to say, we're our new goal is to <laughs> set up a podcast studio in a Rolls Royce. And we need your help because we can't do it by ourselves. All right? So we're it's up to you. No pressure. <laughs> but until then, we're signed after dark. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Later.